Welcome to my Soul Life podcast and our Soul Life conversations. I'm your host, Susan Scollin, and in these episodes, I'll be here supporting and guiding you as we open up and explore who we truly are to live our soul life now. See you inside. A quick reminder for you that all the information shared in this podcast is my experience and the experience of my guest. It's not medical or mental health advice, diagnosis or treatment, and I'd encourage you to seek professional advice where needed. Hello and welcome back to another Soul Life Conversation. I'm so excited to be here with you. (laughs) This is funny. It's so funny. I just got this like massive bit of excitement come through. Um, I hope you have been having fun with your journaling from the last three episodes and that you've learnt a lot about yourself. Um, It's all about just awareness. It's, It's all about information. And yes, you've chosen one thing to work on. And as I talk about it, it's about who you're going to become on the journey. But I wanted to share with you something that came through whilst I was journaling, because I'm doing exactly the same thing that you're doing and working through the implementation of that. What does that look like? How do, what's that bigger picture? And I'm going to share a few other pieces um, that I am learning. But something that came to me was around the truths, the things that I know to be true now. And this is part of reflecting on my journey over the last 12 months, particularly around my health, but also, uh, and my Project 22, but also about what I've learnt over the perhaps the last nine years, I guess. It's probably what I've been learning over my lifetime as well, Um, but perhaps this is a fast track for you to learn these things. Perhaps these will resonate with you. Perhaps they won't. Um, So take what resonates, leave the rest, and then have a look at what's actually true for you. Um, So hopefully these will help. So here are the 15 things that I know to be true. The time, number one, is the time is already spent. And so my question to you is, how are you going to use it? So minutes and seconds are already moving through us, moving beyond, like taking us through that time. Imagine it's moving and and we're just evolving around it effectively. So how are you going to use it? Because it's going to move anyway. So let's see how we can use it in a way that is in alignment with us, have some fun with it, (laughs) all of those sorts of things. So when we think about that the time is already spent, does it bring you back into that present moment? Because it really brings me back into that present moment and really asks me, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with this time? How are you going to impact your own life and how are you going to impact others? So this has been a big one for me and it's also helped me in just letting go of all the things that I think I need to do, getting caught up in my brain and then coming back into what's actually true for me. Number two, similar to number one, is the money is already spent. So I learnt lesson number one through lesson number two. And if the money is already spent and you can create more, why don't we stop worrying and start creating and not necessarily creating more money that will be a side benefit, but just creating in life. You know, those bills are going to come, whether we worry about them or not, (laughs) they're still going to turn up because we've made choices. 
And we're making choices about the things that we buy every single day, even if we don't think we are, where we buy our coffee from, who we buy a program off, what book we're going to read. We are buying things every single day. And so when we can come back and know that, you know, that money is already spent and we can be true to ourselves in the the spending of that money. So what do you want to create? What do you want to start doing in life rather than worrying about money, so to speak? Number three is life is more abundant through our shit. <laughs> so keep moving. So we can get stuck in what Lisa Nichols calls the bottom of the V. So at the bottom of the V is where it doesn't feel good. Life doesn't feel great. And a lot of us can buy real estate there. And we really, we don't want to buy real estate there. We want to experience it because there's lessons in there and that's the shit pile basically. So we want to move through that and we want to come up the other side of the V and noting that life is a, is a constant roller coaster. There are going to be ups and downs and that's not a problem. It's finding our flow through the middle of it and being authentically us through the middle of it. So if we understand that life is more abundant when we move through our challenges, even though we don't want to move through our challenges. And sometimes for me, particularly it was last end of last week where I just had to sit with the feelings that were coming up, sit with this like negative wave effectively that I was in and just allow it to be there. I can obviously have a look at the stories. I can do all of that. That's not a problem, but that's not going to change them. Yes, I know what changes things for me. And I know that writing it down and having a look at it can really help, but also getting out into life, like going and interacting with somebody, just listening to what's going on for them, um, having a conversation with somebody, having people over for dinner, which we did on Saturday night, which was really lovely. And just being in that space can really start to shift my energy. So understand that our life is more abundant when we move through the challenges that we have got going on, but we don't buy that real estate in them and we don't allow it to keep going on for days and days and days. If we do, please reach out, get some support. But if we can move through it and just allow it to move, be there, allow it to be there. Um, but just trust that, that life is going to be so much better, um, on the other side of it. And particularly, I guess, like looking at my postnatal depression journey, I could have bought real estate in there. I could have continued to project and uh, been a victim in my own mind. That was where I was at of what was happening to me um, as opposed to choosing to move through that and seeing what we've created like really blows my mind. Like this podcast episode will be 220 something. Like who would have believed that? Like definitely not me eight years ago that I was sitting here um, recording a podcast and talking to you all. So I'm really chuffed that I get to do that. I'm really honored and I just love being here. So, you know, if that's not an example of life being more abundant and it's just one of many like the fact that we left Canberra which is a great city um but love living up in Harvey Bay and it's just so beautiful and it's such a gorgeous day here today I'm going to get out for a walk shortly um it's going to be a bit too hot so I might get a bit sweaty but that's okay I get to do these things and life is so much more abundant now that I've moved through all the challenges on the postnatal depression challenges that I was facing at that time 
there are always challenges in life. Um, and last Thursday, well, last Thursday or Friday, perfect example of how I was feeling that I was really low, but knowing that I could still do a few things and move through things and just keep going. And that, look, today is Monday when I'm recording this, like how cool is this? And I'm so excited to be here. So number four, our stories are just stories. And if they don't serve you anymore, just get new ones. And it doesn't mean that that story is going to automatically disappear because you've probably had it for a long time. And I know my stories keep coming up around different things, but I kind of, I get to laugh at them. I get to see them and just go, oh my gosh, you're back. Excellent. Good to see. Um, I'm going to put you in the back seat and we're going to do this thing anyway, or we're going to move forward in this way anyway. I'm going to kind of figure this out. And I don't know what that looks like. I have no idea sometimes, particularly in social situations where I kind of feel like I'm really uncomfortable. It's better for me to sit on the outside than it is to sit on the inside as much as my ego wants me to sit on that inside. And so if I sit outside and just watch the conversations and just have, you know, tell some stories that are about me, I think that's been the biggest part is I was telling stories about other people and that felt safe to me. But the reality is it didn't connect with the people that were in, you know, that I was hanging out with. So when I tell stories, genuine, honest, funny stories, loving stories about myself, heartbreaking stories about myself and what I've achieved, I guess. Um, But connect that really connects with people and that's been a really great thing to do so you know this story that I'm not good in social situations well I've started to change that but I didn't know how I was going to do it I just stepped back just started to watch and then started to interject some eye language which I know has been really important for me it's been a lesson that I've been learning particularly over the last 12 months if not longer Um, but when I do things for myself then other people benefit when I know that that's true and we'll get to that in a minute but that's just something that's um, really helped me in those social situations so I saw it play out recently and then I saw it play out again on Saturday night and I was like oh this is feeling really good. I'm not sure how we got here, but I'm going to keep moving forward and I'm going to have some fun with it. I'm going to experiment. I'm going to learn from each interaction and I'm going to let go of those old stories that I'm not good in social situations. So just remind yourself those stories are just stories. And if they're not serving you anymore, just get some new ones. It's fine. We can make those changes. And number five is our stories all originate from somewhere. You can find the origin or you can just change them. And just changing them is easier, but sometimes we have to find where they came from because they keep popping up and in different areas of our lives. So sometimes it's really beneficial to have a look at those deeper stories, where they came from, what you can see um, from, you know, what, where did it originate from? Um, and often it's in childhood. There's been something that's happened in childhood and you can see that that story is still playing out in your life now, yet it's not giving you the results that you want <laughs> because it never gave you the results that you want. And you're always looking outside of yourself, generally speaking, for the answers. And I was doing the same thing as well. So have a look at those origins if you need to, but if you don't feel that attachment to them and you want to change them, just change them. <laughs> like if something significant was going to happen to into your in your life and say you had a bad relationship with somebody and then they got a significant diagnosis um, and maybe they had, you know, six weeks to live or six months to live 
which would be very sad. But in that moment, you'd be able to change that story and you'd probably be able to connect with them. So you can see how quickly we can change stories. And that's a beautiful thing as well. Number six is when you look after yourself, really nurture yourself, everyone benefits. (laughs) And this has been something that has played out through my journey. And my intuition was telling me, you know, have some self, bring in self-love. What does that look like for you? And I've learned so much in that space around what self-love and self-care looks like for myself. But we still have this narrative that it's selfish. And I still have that narrative as well in my mind. Um, so it's that whole allowing yourself to be, allowing yourself to ask for what you want. Um, and I've actually been doing a lot more of this lately when I would just do things and I would get it all done right around the house in particular. So maybe I'm making dinner, I'm getting Teddy's dinner, I'm getting the supplements that we take at night time organized. Um, maybe there's a bed to be made, whatever it might be. And we all do this in our own way. But what I've been saying to Chris, I've just been asking for his help and say, Hey, can you come up and finish Teddy's dinner? Or can you just finish making that bed for me? I've got it this far. Can you just do the last pieces of that and then we like I just I start to sing even more rather than not that I was getting resentful but there is that underlying story that would come in but I would it wasn't the resentfulness so much it was more that exhaustion of all the things that I was doing so through asking for help and receiving that help it comes back to that when you look after yourself and really nurture yourself everyone else benefits All right, number seven, let's keep this moving. (laughs) You matter more than anyone else in the world and that's not selfish because if you don't matter, what's the? why does anybody else matter? You're not going to put effort into other people or you will through people-pleasing but you'll be exhausted, right, and you can't give to everybody. So when you can start giving to yourself, when you can start acknowledging that without you, The world, as you know, it doesn't spin, right? We can think that it doesn't. We can go, oh, I could pull myself out here and nobody would even notice. They would notice. They would miss you. Think about someone that you've lost in your life. You notice and you miss them. And it's not about taking you out to the point that you're no longer here. What I'm saying is if you step out of the world that you're in, there's a hole And those people that are in that world with you are missing you and they're missing that authentic piece of you. They're missing your laughter. They're missing your smiles. They're missing the love that you bring into that space. So come in authentically, be you, but be you for you, right? And then everything else will start to grow from there as well. Um, So putting, making yourself a priority is not being selfish. It's actually giving more to those people around you. Number eight is scarcity comes through shitty thinking and other people's stories. And other people's stories is their shitty thinking. So abundance comes from unconditional love. And that starts with awareness, self-permission, self-care and self-love. I think this one speaks for itself. And I think I've already covered it in some of the other ones, but this one really spoke to me. And we all have shitty thinking. We all have times where, like me last Friday, where I was down in the V and I was just like, why am I doing this? What am I doing? Why don't I just go and get a job? Perhaps um, why am I worrying about all the things that I can't control? Which is so true, right? Why do we worry about those things? But I was. 
And so they were just coming through shitty uh, lack thinking. When, when I can step into abundance, when I can step into unconditional love, when I can step into that awareness, self-permission, self-care, self-love, whatever word resonates with you, pick out a word. When I can come from a place of service, everything friggin' grows. And I'll give you an example. On At the moment, I'm doing a human design course. Um, I've started my certification in that space. And the course is, for me, it's based in the US. So for me, I have to get up at 3 a.m. on a Saturday morning. And then that goes through till generally 5, but she always over delivers. And this time it went through till 5.40 a.m. And because of some work that has come up, I then went, okay, I could probably do a shift from 9 till 7.30. So I was really exhausted from the human design course, yet here I've got to get on a call and coach these people and work with these people. And I know that I'll do an amazing job. I'm always good in those sorts of spaces. However, I was exhausted before I got on that call. But the moment I stepped into that call, that call, it was like I was coming from a place of service. I was coming from a place of unconditional love. And I was aware that I was tired from the previous call, but something shifted and I was fully there. We had the best call. It was amazing. I was buzzing after the call. Like I was so, and throughout the call, I had so much energy. And so here I had come from this you know, low energy exhaustion because I'd been up since 3am and I hadn't gone to bed early to to manage that. I had gone to bed about 10 or 10.30. So I had sort of four hours, four and a half hours sleep. Um, And so I hadn't had enough sleep. And if you know me through the podcast, you know that sleep's important for me. Um, (laughs) But then I got onto this call, this coaching call, and it was phenomenal. Like I just loved it. Um, So, and it just gave me so much energy, which shows me where my alignment is and it shows me that scarcity that shitty thinking there was no shitty thinking in that space it was coming from that place of service it was coming from a place of unconditional love it was coming from how can I get to know these people better what can I do to support them better and I was buzzing after that call so come from that place of alignment and just let go of any of your shitty thinking or other people's stories you can watch them have them but let them have them because that's their shitty thinking Right, number nine, there is no one answer, no one, number one, answer. And when you think you have the answer, things are going to change. For example, your eating protocol will shift or you'll start doing yoga when you used to run or your relationship will pivot. No matter what it what happens, it's all growth. So I get caught up and I have been caught up looking for if I just do this one thing, then that'll be the answer. But it's not. It's not. It's never been. And it's like playing a game of netball. One day you can play it this way, like I could play the holding shooter and that would be okay and I would have a phenomenal game. If I tried to play that against perhaps a different defender who knew how to um, defend a holding shooter and was on the move, then I'd have to change up my game because otherwise I'd be stuck and it would be a shitty game, right? So there is no one answer. So, and as I said, when you think you have the answer, let it go. Let it go because something's going to change and you're going to be stuck or we we get stuck in this idea that, oh my God, I thought I had the answer and I thought this was the thing and we're going to get really upset. But there is no one answer. 
So when we start to allow that space and that abundance and that evolution and go, okay, this is where I need to be for now, that's cool. But in 12 months' time, six months' time, three months' time, three minutes' time, something may change and that's okay and we're just allowing that growth to come in. Number 10, check in with your values. (laughs) If you aren't sure what to do, they will guide you. Honestly, they will guide you. And when we act in alignment with our values, we create more energy. And the reverse of that is also true. So when we act out of alignment with our values, we feel it in our body. We're exhausted. Um, We get cranky with the people around us. We want to be by ourselves because we pull ourselves out of places because it's not resonating with us. So coming back, checking in with your values. If you, like I said, if you aren't sure of what to do, these are a great guidepost to say, hey, I want to be authentic, brave, um, and loving. So is this decision, is this thing that I want to, or what I'm drawn to, to do, is it in alignment with my values? Or is somebody asking me to do something and it's not in alignment with my values? It's okay to say no, right? Because as I said, when we act in our, in alignment with our values, we will naturally create more energy. And if we go and do something that is out of alignment with our, our values, you're going to need a nap on the other side. That's what happens. So just check in with our values, understand what your values are, get to know them, play around with them, experiment with them, and it will make it easier for you when things are coming towards you. Number 11, when I talk about things before it's fully manifested or before I've finished, I can lose alignment and I stop and I can't finish. So I have to be really careful with what I share and who I share it with and when. It's like my own exciting secret that then I get to release. So there's some things that I'm playing out with at the moment. There's some things that are coming into me and some things will be released prior to to this actually being, um, this podcast being released out into the world. But I know that when I talk about things, like I said, before I fully manifest them, then they tend to just disappear. So I have to hold on to them. I have to hold, they stay within me and then I can slowly let them come out. And I know that this comes from the the need for me to share it. It comes from a place of lack. So it's like holding on to it is creating more abundance within my world. It's also allowing what will be will be without having any attachment to it. So I'm just going to just let it unfold as I need to. Um, and this particularly comes through in my human design as well. Um, it's important for me to go on a journey rather than look for a destination. So sometimes I can think coming back to number nine, where I've got the one right answer and I want to share it with everybody will know I need to pull it back in, experiment with it, play with it, go on my own journey around it because the next thing is going to come in and allow that to that evolution and that growth to happen in there. So um, what I want to encourage you to do is to, with this one, is to look at how you manifest things, what happens for you. When do things actually come in? What what has been your process? And when do things not come in yet you think they're coming in? So what has been that process around that? Um, so this is how it works for me that, you know, 
if I talk about it, if I start getting excited about it externally to myself, then I'll lose alignment and it just won't happen. So I'm just, I'm being careful with it. Um, and I'm being careful about how I share things, particularly these days. Um, and that's come through a lot of internal reflection, um, and shutting down a few things that I was doing to come back to what's true for me. So it's fun. It's exciting, (laughs) but at the same time, it's, it's an evolution. So number 12, I'm not meant to follow someone else's processes or direction. And I can use what they have for inspiration or as a guide, but I have to find my own way. And this has been so transformative for me because I was sort of stuck in the, well, I just follow this person's, you know, bouncing ball of how they've done their business, for example, and then I can apply it into my own business and it will work. And there was an element of doing it in my own way. I can see how that's played out, but at the same time, it kind of got me stuck and it locked up my creative processes. So when I was able to step back, and this happened actually in early 2022, what are we, 20, no, 2021, early 21, when um, a mentor of mine was releasing a program and I did buy the, the smaller entry part to that program um, as a one-off, but then there was a membership piece and I was, it took me a while to kind of work through it. I just sat with whether I should go in or shouldn't go into the pro, into that membership and I opted not to and it felt really good and it felt really aligned, but I've still had to allow some of that space to happen post that decision. So it wasn't like it was just, okay, I'm not signing up and I understand why. It was sort of like I'm not standing signing up and I'm going to watch what happens after the process and see if I'm meant to go into that membership and get her support and continue with her support, um, which had been phenomenal to that point. But it just, there was just this sort of gap and this um, align, misalignment for me about where I needed to be. And she's gone on and she's done some really amazing things and some people went into her membership um, that I know and have really flourished and grown. But for me, that was a really poignant time to really look at what is true for me. Um, and as I said, 21 was supposed to be my year of focus. And I thought it was about the year of focusing ex- like on my business. Um, but it was actually about the year of focusing on myself. <laughs> so that was really interesting to kind of go, oh, okay. So we create this word, um, or have this word come in and that feels really positive to me. And I think this is where it's going, but it actually goes in a different direction. And I think, you know, my word for 2022 has been abundance. And it's really interesting to see what's changed and what's shifted and where that abundance is um, and how I thought it would create and how it actually is creating. And I, I'm not really at the end point for that word yet. I don't feel like I have all the information about what that has created for me. And I'm sure that will come in towards the end of the year. Um, so in the next couple of months, basically, uh, but just allowing that time and allowing that space is, is really interesting. So where were we? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not meant to follow someone else's process or, or direction. And so I want you to think about how that plays out for you. As I said, I use people, use other things and people and um, places for, or, or courses for inspiration. I, and I'm doing courses at the moment. So I've just done my introductory to kinesiology. I'm doing my personal uh, learning your design 
for human design, which is my personal path, the path into human design to then become certified. Um, and I'm also doing gut health course at the moment. And so it's all about applying it to me, not necessarily doing it um, to tick boxes for them, if that makes sense. So, which I do tend, you, you get that bit done as well, right? But I'm not doing that for them. I'm doing it for me, which is how it should always be. But sometimes we get caught up in our, in our heads um, about how things will actually work out. All right, number 13 and lucky number for me. So I'm on a journey and the steps will unfold as I keep moving forward and stop thinking I've found the one thing. So head back to number nine for that because there is no one answer. And I've already touched on this as well around my human design um, and in number 11 when I was talking about manifesting. So understanding that I'm on a journey, not looking for that destination um, and not looking for that one thing has been really important for me to let go of and let go of those stories because again that comes back to the shitty thinking those are stories that come from other people um, and their stories and their what they think life should be but allowing myself to go on a journey is so freeing for me it just opens up the world and allows me to be me so that's really cool number 14 everything will always work out it always will So worrying about something happening isn't supporting you in the now and it isn't supporting you to be the best person you are meant to be right now. So let's chill and it will always work out. Um, This has been a new one that's come into me, particularly over the last six months, like really hammering home. I'm sure I've kind of seen it over the last, I've seen it over my lifetime, let's be honest, but then there are times where I get caught up in how things should be, what they should look like, um, what I want to create, why isn't it happening now, all of that sort of stuff. I'm ready. Why isn't the universe providing it? I'm doing all the work. Why can't I generate the results? All of that sort of stuff. But over the last six months in particular, I've just kind of gone with everything always, just always works out. So there's no point worrying about it. There's nothing I can do to control a lot of things. I can do the actions that I need to do. I can be more me um, or I can be authentically me, I think is, is the point. And just come back into that space and just allow things to be. And it just brings us back into that present moment because everything's going to work out. It doesn't really matter. There will be a way. There is not like the world doesn't end, right? We always find a way. So just allow things to work out and it may not work out in the way that you think it should work out. Let go of that. Just allow things to come in, much like I talked about focus and abundance, those words and how I thought that they were going to play out in my life um, during the year. But it hasn't. hasn't worked out in the way that I thought it would but it has worked out in so many different other ways. And that's that's like just transformative because that's where you become you. It's not through ticking boxes. You become you through the challenges. You become you through the Vs. You become you by moving through those things and, and just learning what you learn along the way. And number 15, your body knows the truth. It really does. Our bodies are so intelligent. And so it's up to us to watch our bodies, listen to them, learn through them, allow them to be our teachers, allow them to be our guides. Don't don't get caught up in your head, just like I've done. Let all of that sort of stuff go, but just 
understand that our bodies know the truth. It's like our, you know, it's part of our soul. Our soul connects through our bodies. And so our soul knows the truth already. And often our body will know the truth before our brain will know the truth. And yet we go to our brain because that's what we've been taught to do. But if we come down and anchor into our body and just allow it to be our guide, oh my gosh. It's so life is so much more fruitful. Life is so much more abundant. Life is so much more fun from that place. Um, the brain really keeps us stuck, and so when we can release some of those shackles and just become back, come back into being really who we are, that can be really um, amazing. And I'll give you an example. So, I'm doing um, Project Twenty Two, and it's all about creating health through um, energy through health. And I've been doing a lot of gut healing work this year. So I had SIBO, small intestine bacteria overgrowth. Um, and so my cheeks in particular get quite red um, and get quite inflamed, um, particularly through some of the protocols that I was going through. So I had these massive pimples um, and there were certain times where I would eat certain foods and I would see it on my face. Like, you know, if I had eaten chocolate brownies for a couple of days, then then my face would start to blow up. Um, uh, there was a couple of, I'm just trying to think of what the other foods were. There were a couple of other things that I went, oh, sugar, actually, anything with processed sugar in it would just trigger my skin. It wouldn't necessarily on the first day, but maybe if I had those things over a couple of days, then it would, um, trigger my skin. So that was really interesting to watch. And, um, one of the things that I was like, oh, I'm really having trouble with my skin at one point. And we ran out of maple syrup. Um, so I was just using honey on perhaps on my oats at the time and my skin started to settle. So it was really interesting to go, oh, it's actually the maple syrup. So when I take that out, um, my skin gets better. Okay. And I can put it in occasionally. It's not like it's just about not eating it every single day when I was having it on my oats. So that was really interesting. So then playing around with different syrups on my oats. So I'd have honey, um, agave, and I sort of dropped off the maple syrup, but I would have that on my pancakes every, you know, Sundays, generally speaking. Didn't have them this Sunday, but generally I would have them and then I'd have some maple syrup on them. So just making those changes made a big difference. And then I noticed that my cheeks were like constantly red. There was a redness to them and it's still there. But what I've done recently is I've dropped out the oats. I have them maybe twice a week. Um, just depends on what's happening. Chris made me an omelette on the weekend. Um, I've been having smoothies as well. I know that smoothies aren't enough to get me through to lunch. So if I have a smoothie, then I've got to have nuts or I choose to have nuts at morning tea. Um, and so just noticing those differences by dropping out the oats, my skin's a little bit happier. So like I'm saying, you know, our bodies know the truth. They know what we need. They're talking to, it's talking to us all the time. So just watching it, listening to it and learning through it and then implementing what we're learning, experimenting. I couldn't have known <laughs> that it was the maple syrup that was causing it until I took the maple syrup out. So what I could have done rather than think about it from a perspective of, oh, shit, <laughs> Um, let's just, you know, let's just take that out and see what happens. I ran out of maple syrup and that's what caused it to happen. But I also noticed the redness in my cheeks and I was like, I, my body is kind of telling me maybe it's the oats. I wasn't listening to that. I was like, no, 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 it's just easy, you know, for breakfast. Let's just have that. But now that I've sort of shifted that, brought in those, uh, that omelette, um, and brought in the smoothies, it's, 
made a big difference to my skin. So that's really interesting. So just watch that as well. So that's my 15 things. I know this probably went longer than even I thought it was going to go this episode, but I'd love you to experiment with what you know, what you know to be true for yourself. Has any of these sparked something within you and may not be exactly the way that I talk about it, but perhaps it's a way that you can resonate with and you can play around with? What would be your I know to be true list? Is it three things? Is it five things? Is it 10 things? Um, I know I started with one or two and it came through doing the journaling for Project 23 that came like came out like it just sort of went oh my brain kind of went oh there's some things that I know to be true it's time to write that down I went okay um and it wasn't necessarily my brain actually it was my soul just just writing um intuitively writing and just letting things come out and then I went this would be a really great podcast episode so I hope it has been a really great podcast episode and if you've loved it or if you've taken anything away from it please come and share it with me over at my.soul.life.podcast on Instagram or head over to my website susanscollin.com and find the show notes for this episode and you can um, yeah, leave a comment, which would be really cool. We'll have a conversation. That would be lovely. And, yeah, if this episode has resonated with you and you know someone that it would resonate with, please share it with them. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thank you so much for being here.